you're able to change the voice. I've always thought that Donkey from Shrek would be a great voice for things like my GPS. <laughs> I can't remember that voice. Who it was Eddie Murphy? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, how are you moment. doing? I'm okay. Probably could do with a bowel movement, but <laughs> that's gonna be that's that the be title post- of this week's podcast. Could do with a bowel movement. That will be post podcast, not during, because we're no. classy. Yeah, we're classy like that. How are you doing, Ali? Um, I gotta tell you, Canada is burning down, and all of the smoke for some reason is here. And my oh. eyes and my throat are like, my eyes are just like constantly running and my throat is so sore. And it's like, it was gone for a while and I was like, yay, life. And then I went hiking yesterday with a, a with someone and uh, my throat is so sore now. Have they got forest fires? Yeah. Oh. Like really bad. I, I don't know. I can't really find a lot of information about it, but I remember at one point I found something that said that the forest fires were so significant that Canada has just decided to let them burn because there isn't any way to fight them. Oh, no. So all of the smoke given jet stream, given, you know, weather patterns and all of that, for some reason, it just keeps like whipping it back around. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really rare. Like we've not had this before. So I'm mad at Canada. It's hard to be mad at Canada. They're so nice. And climate change. Maybe I don't know if that's impacting the size of these. It feels kind of. Um, Is Mother Earth just like, okay, I've had it. Yeah. I mean, you're all done. Tracy, I know you're listening. I'm not an expert on this. So don't take this as, as like scientific <laughs> advice on what's happening in globally, please. We are not claiming that the wildfires in Canada no. are part of climate change. No, I don't know what's happening. No. So. Me neither. So how am I doing other than that? Um, I've had a terrible week. Oh, tell me. Yeah. Well, just things did not go my way. And there were a lot of issues. I had mm. some stuff with clients. I had some stuff with my daughter. And then on Thursday, my husband asked, because he's home, he asked if I would just throwing a couple more eggs into my lunch omelet and he would eat with me. And I lost my mind. Over the eggs. Like he asked, right? Like I just lost it. Like I'm clearly holding a lot and I didn't realize how close I was to my, you know, tipping point. Mm. And Mm. all it took was a, a request. And I was like, you all can Mm. F yourselves and I can't, what are you talking about? I've been with clients till 6.30 from since 6.30 this morning. I am starving right now. Why couldn't you have made lunch? Like what has even happened? So then we had a good conversation, but I need to like sequester myself this weekend. Yeah. And Obviously, it's not all it took. Like I said, over the eggs, and you said mm. all it took. It, it didn't. It wasn't. That was the straw that broke yes. the camel's back. Yeah, it was all the other stuff boop, boop, that came boop, first. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, like the cartoon yeah. where like the person's face, like the blood flows all the way up until finally they explode. 
Yeah. And my husband's like, that's okay. I'm not hungry. I was like, oh no, <laughs> I've lost, I've lost no. my appetite. <laughs> now you've shouted at me. I don't, yes. I'm not hungry anymore. Yes. I gotta go hide. Yeah. Bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, nice. so this weekend you're resting, relaxing. Yeah. And finding it very difficult to I do. I felt like a no. <laughs> well, I Good. need to. Uh, yeah. No, not really. No, here's. I feel like you're, go. So, you know, well, my kids have moved out, right? Both of my kids have moved out. And what I didn't realize is that um, our daughter is back. Uh, she had a pretty big blow up with a, her roommate, um, has gotten uh, out of her lease. It's actually a pretty dangerous situation. Uh, the roommate and whatever, it was a terrible mm. thing. So she's at home now and she's moving into another place. Mm. But she's like, <laughs> your favorite. I love her more than anything yeah. in the in the universe. Yeah. And she's such a pig. Like there is shit everywhere. There's like plastic bags of clothes lining my hallway. There was they're camping tonight. She's like, Can I have friends over and we're gonna murder? So I'm like, sure, of course, always. And um, so they got out our tent and they made a fire and there is a bowl of what may have been marshmallows. And like chocolate and graham crackers, we call those s'mores in this country. I don't know if you know what that is. I think it's a a, um, a marshmallow on a stick held yeah. over a fire. Then put on a piece of chocolate, which is placed on a graham cracker and then another graham cracker on top. So a s'more is a sandwich. Okay. All right. That's going in the notes. S'mores. <laughs> recipe cards I'm gonna send you a video <laughs> of what is smart so so what anyways it is really challenging for me to enjoy my home environment when there's shit everywhere mm. and I'm gonna do my best this way I might hide I might just go in my mm. bedroom and hide and lock the door mm. what I find is I can tolerate my own piles of stuff everywhere because I I know why they're there yeah. I know what the intention is. I know what I will eventually in my, you know, this, my 70th year, so <laughs> a little while from now, what I will do with that pile of stuff that I've left on the kitchen table, on the counter, on the stairs. Um, what I notice is when anyone else leaves, my sons, when they leave stuff, I, I can't tolerate that. I'm like, why is that there? And I all have noticed everything. I know I've got stuff everywhere. And I never finish the sentence. I never, I never explain why my stuff is different. I just say, I know I've got stuff everywhere, but could you move that? I so love. I can't, I can't tolerate <laughs> their stuff. But my stuff, I, I don't, I don't always like my stuff being everywhere. But, but as I say, I know why it's there. And it's your what, stuff. It's my, and it's mine. So yeah, and then I get a bit territorial unless it's my house. So I can oh, totally. Yeah. Which isn't very welcoming, is it? To have that rolling yeah. around in the back of my mind. This is my house. It's not your house. Yeah. Get your and marshmallow weirdly, crap. Yeah. Put it in the sink to soak. This stuff might never mm. come out again. I, it's like concrete. I don't know. Yeah. We may have just ruined a bunch of bowls and plates. I don't know. Yeah, we probably shouldn't be eating it either if it turns to concrete when it cools down. Likely. That's not healthy. Oh, are you okay? Did something just happen? Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The wind took... I had a... And anyway, I had a table in front of the door because it's very windy and the door doesn't have a latch. 
the window <laughs> to the door, opened it, smashed the table to the floor, and then deposited this this pile. <laughs> Here's a pile. Oh, one of my piles, piles of stuff. Oh, I also have piles, but we won't get into that now because this is a clean family podcast. It's totally the clean. Do you know family what piles pod- are? Hemorrhoids. Well, Oh, in the in the UK they call piles. We have to at some point also speaking of piles and hemorrhoids. What is a fanny? What is a bottom? What a is fanny a fanny? Is we can just do it now. It's easier. Fanny is a vagina, but I don't think people use that word anymore. Okay, because like a fanny pack, because we had fanny packs in this country, mm. and you guys were like, so really we were saying <laughs> vagina packs. Yes. 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 And a okay. bottom is a bum. A derriere, a posterior. Got it. And then what do you call just your nether regions, your undercarriage? What do you call that? Okay. Um, the whole area. Bits. My bits. bits. We call it crotch. Oh, we have that word as well. Yeah, we would say crotch. You um, just say crotch. Crotch. <laughs> I'm not sure what I often want to say crutch but it's not crutch it's crotch crotch so, is the thing under crotch. your arms yeah, yeah so crotch but I I don't think people use that word very often people would say bits bits but, but I don't think people would say I don't know what modern humans say now I don't know what new young humans call them they're probably not calling them bits well, if your sons b- walk by, I would love for you to ask They just them. walked by and I completely blanked. Oh, well, if they walk by again, them. like if somebody I've left the you... building. Oh, they've left. Okay, never mind. They've left the building, but I'll get back to them. We're actually recording this. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is some fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so should we get to our topic? We could. Let's, we could. I'm just right. saying. I feel like I cut you short there with your bits conversation. Well, I, did. I think we did it. I think that was like, yeah. that was it. Why yeah, is, why is British people? Hemorrhoids. Yep. yep. People, other people's Fanny. mess being really irritating. Our mess being charming and meaningful. Totally. Yeah. And, and intentional. Logical. It makes sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Today's topic is, I'm going to read what we wrote. Oh my God, I just did the thing like old ladies do. I'm just going to hold it at a meter distance just a minute. from my hand. Hold on, let's see. Mm, here's my $2 glasses. Ready? Let's oh, discuss yeah, let's. teams and how mm. things tend to go off the rails when humans attempt to work together. Yes. I've been, well, the, the sum total of my thinking about this topic is I think a team of one works really well. So when it's just me, perfect. Which I don't have technically is no team. That's not a team. Okay, but there's a lot going on in my head. So sometimes it feels like there's more than one of me. You might have a board of directors. <laughs> yes. Like that's yeah. running there's the quite show. a few... Um, dissenting voices in my head <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> they were chipping in and I'm like um oh. but yes obviously oh you know my my initial thought is oh it's just so much easier when it's just me making the yeah. decision I don't need to consult I don't need to think outside of my own thinking I'm not being challenged I don't need to try and understand somebody yeah. else's perspective yeah. um I don't need to accommodate 
anyone else. Um, And just referencing back to the piles, not the hemorrhoids, but the piles of paper, books, stuff, receipts all over the house. Um, God, I've just had another random thought, but if I need to buy a replacement of something, I'll leave the replacement item (laughs) visible as well, rather than write the word on a piece of paper. So there are objects everywhere as well. (laughs) Um, But but I find that tolerable because it's my stuff. Um, So, yeah, so I don't have to accommodate anyone else's marking system or anyone else's way of, you know, kind of like organizing themselves. Um, And that's why I like. (laughs) That's what you basically you just told all of us. So uh-huh. Tracy, our listener, and, and me, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that you don't particularly like teams. That's actually not true. Okay. Yeah, I. it's easier for me when I'm working alone. Yeah. Um, for all of the reasons that I have just said and all of the thousands of reasons that Tracy and you can imagine in your <laughs> minds. Yes. You know, all of the reasons that you find it easier potentially to work on your own. Um, but there is also, I also really like being part of a team. And the reason I like, and in fact, love being part of a team is all of the reasons I just said that I prefer and find it easier, not prefer, that I find it easier to be on my own. When I'm working with someone else, I need to get my head around their thinking. Yeah. And what they are trying to convey to me and share with me through the often um, misleading sort of simplicity of language. We just had this conversation in the kitchen, Casey, myself, and a friend of his, that when we speak the same language, you and I speak the same language, okay, we have a different meaning for the word fanny, and it's all very funny. But we basically speak, you know, English. You speak American English. I speak proper English. No, Uh-oh. sorry. Oh, there speak... it was. There was. <laughs> I speak English. English. Um, and and so we labor under the illusion that we understand each other. We work under that illusion yeah. that we have the same meaning for things. And actually, we were saying in the kitchen, it's often easier when you don't. You get a lot more communication, a lot more listening, a lot more trying when you actually only have a smattering of each other's language Isn't that um, fascinating That's it is really fascinating. fascinating yeah yeah and I have found it to be true I only have anecdotal evidence at the moment my research yes. paper on this is not out yet <laughs> and it's your experience so <laughs> thank you just my experience um take just um oh, it just clicked out say that part again I said it's just my experience and Got then it. I removed the word just Got it. Scratch it. It's my experience. Um, So, yes, I find working in teams actually a whole pile of things, Ali. I find it irritating. I find it enriching. I find it challenging because I need to listen harder and I need to understand what the other person's saying. And interestingly, I was just going to say, I need to accommodate what they're saying into my thinking, which means I'm not listening for insight. I'm listening to match up and fit what they've said into what I think. 
Um, but we make a lovely soup and we work with other people. We make something that is often not always greater than the sum of its parts. There are loads of difficulties for me when, when I'm working on one aspect of a project and someone else is working on another. And then we bring those pieces to the table and I'm like, I don't understand what they've written. Looks like Russian to me. Yeah. How does that fit with the thing I've done? So there's all of this challenge and I find it, I will stop talking in a second. I find it kind of removes the, it takes layers off me. Layers are removed. Yeah. I need to, or I become more, I can become more closed, but I think it ultimately I become a bit more vulnerable, a little bit less protected because I need to roll my sleeves up and get in. And yeah. Then, oh. So mm. there's the thing that pops into my head is my dad saying, which is there's no such thing as a free lunch. Okay. And so what I make that mean is I can work alone. I do most of the time, like this business is really mine. I, I work with other people, but right now I only have two employees. So for the most part, I work alone. Mm. Mm. And it's great because I can work at my own speed. I don't have to consider anybody else. I can do what I want. Lots of flexibility, blah, blah, blah. And yet there's a cost to that. And the cost is I can only go so far by myself. Right. Mm. And when I'm on a team, like we can do bigger, better, more impactful stuff. But then like just, you know, the experience you and I are on a team right now mm. trying mm. to orchestrate a video call for six people in whatever, four different time zones, it's annoying, mm. right? It's like, can't we just pop on the phone? It's like, no, cause it's like midnight somewhere and it's six in the morning at the other place. And mm. so the mm. consideration for others is it slows things down. Mm. Like if you and I were just on a team, we can just get on a phone call. And I, um, uh, the number, I think there's like a chart somewhere. It's in my mind, but like the Y axis is the number of people, the number of humans mm. and the X axis is entropy disorder, right? Randomness. Mm. <laughs> and the number of people on the team just continues to like increase entropy. Mm. Like it just gets more mm. disordered. It gets harder to gather. Mm. Like it's like trying to herd cats, right? Yeah, more moving parts. Yeah. Mm. And that's the cost we pay or that we agree to, right? If we're going to be part Mm. of a team. And then the thing I'm really present to is right now, my clients are, they have people that they work with. They have a company that sends them paychecks, right? Mm. And so they say they're a part of this company. They're a part of this team. Mm. And what I'm working to distinguish with them is how do you know you are a team versus a group of people who completes a bunch of tasks for like in the same place? Does that make sense? Like I don't have clean language Mm. around like the distinction, but there Mm. is a distinction between people who just happen to work together and a genuine team. So what is it that you're making team mean? Because I I fully understand the other side, disparate bunch of people all doing tasks. 
doing all yeah, their stuff. Can, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you making team mean? How yeah, are you defining good. it? Um, okay, let me see if I can do this. I don't know. So I'm going to like, I'm going to Yeah, you're thinking, thinking in the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's a group of people who are able to uh, come together and complete something, project, movement, whatever, where everybody is not only doing the, the work that they need to do, but like checking on each other, right? Like supporting each other. Are there bits and pieces? Thinking about their teammates, making sure that like everybody has what they need. And if something needs to be done, like we just are constantly checking in on each other and and like we're a well-oiled machine. Mm. I, I think now that I've said that, it's like the siloed thing is people working on tasks. They happen to be working around each other and they have to do some consideration of other people. But for the most part, they can really just like get their marching orders, go back to their cubicles, do the thing and get it done, put it in the pot and off it goes. Team is using, not the right word, uh, leveraging the relationship like really putting the relationships first so that they can get all of the things done. Yeah, you said cubicle and just before you said it moments before, I had that image of what feels to me like American films where people work in cubicles. Do you not work? What do you call them? We don't have, I don't think we have you cubicles. Have Maybe we've adopted them now, but I've never worked in an office where there's been a cubicle. Got it. I've worked in offices where there's open plan. Yeah. You, you're not divided by these barrier things that Fake you have walls. in American films. Yeah. Yes. And then you stand up and you talk to the person inside <laughs> the cubicle, you know, or you poke your head into their cubicle. We, maybe, maybe, there are, maybe that exists here, but it's not part of my experience. Got I've it. only ever seen it on films. Um, but I had that image in my mind. And then that sort of, you know, you put it in the shoot, you put your piece of work yes. in the shoot yes. from some other film and it, it disappears off. Um, and collaboration feels like the piece on the other side. You've mentioned relationship, developing working relationships, having each other's back, um, picking something up if someone's dropped something, yeah. metaphorically. Um, and what is created some that more than the sum of its parts thing when you're collaborating with somebody. Mm. Because on my own, my thinking may be able to only go so far. Right. When I when I get into conversation with someone about something, the juices, creative juices start flowing and and then we start building something together. Yes. Um yeah. You know what's coming to mind? I got to see, um, I know a guy named, his name is Steve Jones. And he is, was a football coach, American hmm. football okay. and high school varsity level. And um, he, I believe, is the winningest high school coach in Wisconsin. Winningest? 
winningest, meaning he has won the most games consecutively of any coach in history. For any high school, there are 464 school districts in Wisconsin. He's number one. He has won the most football games of any coach. So that's pretty great distinction, right? That's something to be, to notice, right? That's not easy. And um, he also won, I believe, five state championships. So what happens is these schools play in their little areas, right? And then the winner of that area goes to, you know, a bigger thing where the winners of the other areas come. And then there's this this state championship. So the two best teams in the entire state of Wisconsin of the 464 school districts play each other. And then the winner is the state champ. It's a big deal, okay? This is like really competitive stuff, fine. So he has, I believe they won five or seven of those during his tenure as coach. And he's not old, you know, he's, he's still relatively young. So anyways, he was talking, he came and and spoke at uh, a leadership event. And it was funny. I walked in and it was like, normally when I go to leadership uh, things, it's, you know, people in button down shirts and there's men and women, and they're all like very professional, very corporate feeling. And, you know, people are there to like, kind of get, try my my impression is that they are going to go back to their cubicle buildings and they're going to like you know disseminate all of the goodness so this was a little different because when i walked in it was dudes mostly dudes mostly dressed like what i would consider to be coaches Mm. uh athletic coaches Mm. a lot of like bigger dudes fit dudes with like dressed with like the polo and like Mm. maybe the polyester shorts. I'm kidding. I don't think anybody was wearing polyester shorts, but you know, it was just a different, it was just a different group and you notice because you're human. So he goes on, he does this presentation and it's great. And he's talking about team and he's talking about how did he get to be the winningest coach? How come his boys, regardless of the boys on the team, because of course they don't stay kids are only in high school for four years. And he was able to do that year after year after year, no matter who was on the team, he was able to keep winning. So that's, you know, that's really remarkable. What are you Mm. doing? So he explains it in his own words and he's got slides and he has exercises and it's all great. And at the very end, he's like, does anybody have any questions? And there's a big football coachy looking dude, big guy. And he, he says, yeah, aren't you going to talk about like mental toughness? And Steve goes, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, like, don't you, don't you have to be tough? Like, how do you teach these kids to like, you know, really like bear down and grit your teeth and and get through stuff. And he's like, ah, I got it. He looks at the guy, he goes, sir, do you have children? And he goes, yeah, I got three. He goes, okay. He goes, if somebody intruded into your home, what would you do to him? And he goes, I'd kill him. And he goes, that sounds pretty powerful. And he said, you do that because you love your kids. The most powerful emotion that I know of as this is Steve saying this is love. And he, you know, and so that, like that moment, I was like, boom, mic drop, everybody leave. Like that was so good. Love is the most powerful, even though it feels soft and mushy and like these big burly, like football dudes. It's like, guys, love is the, is the biggest thing. And he, he looked at the rest of us and he said, my boys won football games because they loved each other, not because they hated the other team. Mm. So that to me is the perfect story that describes what is team. Mm. When you come together and you love each other so much that 
you work together to win the thing or to accomplish or whatever, achieve. Mm. But I don't know how to clearly articulate that other than with I that story. Just did a job. Awesome. With that story. It's a great story. It is a really good story. And I was reflecting on some Facebook posts that I'd written a while back um, about the work that I do. Um, And I'd written something along the lines of, um, you know, working with people who who recognize or who who know or who feel that family is the most important team they'll ever lead. Yeah. And that very much is a place where you would expect to find a ton of love. You'd expect to find loving relationships. Yeah. You'd 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 hope to find parents automatically biologically programmed to be in love with their children. Yeah. Um so it's interesting to take that concept of love and then move it beyond the family yes into these other relationships and i feel i can relate to it because actually i feel and i've said this before on this podcast and i've said it before to you that in the working team that i'm part of now i feel loved yeah I feel that I'm, I feel really happy. I feel I'm operating in a space where I'm all the things that, you know, if love is an umbrella overarching word, the yeah. things that come, you know, come from that or that, that sit underneath love, I feel cared for, I feel supported, I feel valued, whether I do right or do wrong, whether I succeed or I fail, Yeah. Um, you know, there's playfulness there there are rules yes they're the same as there are in a home well and here's the thing that i'm sitting in is like you and i are part of an eight person team mm-hmm. okay and it doesn't feel like team to me right mm. now i don't feel mm. like we are team we're mm. is that your experience or am i the only person that doesn't feel that way no, I agree with you. I feel the team is emerging. I feel it's an emergent. Yeah. But as you know, it stands the, right now. Yes, it's yes. Okay. It doesn't feel like team. Yeah. And is there any doubt that the eight of us absolutely love each other? No. Got it. No doubt. So it's not just love, right? Like we love each other. And yet mm. there you just said like, and there's some, I think you use the word structure. I said rules, rules said but there rules. are sort of like rules of engagement. There are ways yeah. that, that this, you know, we, we, I mean, we show up on time. We, if we're going to a meeting, we show up at the time of the meeting. The other day I forgot I had a meeting because I was having a lovely chat with somebody else in the office, one of the managers. And then I sat down and I was like, Crap, I'm meant to be in a meeting. And they were ringing me going, are you okay? You're meant to be in this meeting with us. Yeah. And I ended up sitting in a sports hall because I couldn't find any room anywhere to hold this meeting so I was sitting and like grabbed a chair and I was in it because every room was being used and they were so accommodating of my lateness they you know and they were like it's fine we just crack on now and we overran a little bit at the end um 
but they were very accommodating. If I did that every time I went to a meeting with them, that that wouldn't yeah. be something that could be accommodated because it's right. like, what's getting in the way? Yeah. Why can't you be on showing time? up? Yeah. yeah. What's getting in the way of you showing up? Yeah. So there's sort of some flexibility in the structure, you know, like the, yes. the tall the tall buildings that need to be able to sway yes. in order to not crumble. Right. Um, when they meet some pressure, when some pressure comes from some wind. Yeah. It's um, counterintuitive. That what the, that? That the, <laughs> the structure, mm. the, the structure that we put in place with groups of humans actually creates some freedom and flexibility and adaptability and flexibility, right? That's what I'm hearing you say. I think what I'm saying mm. is the structure creates some kind of map. Yeah. I'm mixing metaphors all up now with, you know, <laughs> structures and then it's a map. Um, but it creates a territory and mm. a map um, and these what I call like rules of engagement, like agreements about how we're going to be with one another. Yes. You know, I'll show up on time to meetings. I'll share what's um, what's true for me about something. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, I just got distracted because somebody has just knocked on my front door, but that's fine. That's fine. I we will. Can I don't know how to. Oh, I can pause. Oh, can you? Okay. Can you pause for one moment and let me just speak to this person? Because I think they may keep knocking yeah. on the door. Otherwise. Okay, I'm going to pause Thanks. it again. Yeah. Yeah. So what I was saying is that's we build that structure in order to have some rules of engagement, some way of relating. This is what we've agreed. You know, really basic pieces, not yeah. the fine details, but basic pieces. And there needs to be flexibility about the way we relate to the structure we've created because yeah. life gets in the way. I'm human. I engaged in a conversation, which meant I was late for that, for that meeting. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't done my usual habit of checking in in the morning about this meeting. I didn't call the meeting. I'd, I'd accepted it, but it wasn't in my mind, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I don't think that the structure creates flexibility. I think we build flexibility in. You are making it like a cause and effect. Mm -hmm. I don't see it as a cause and effect. I don't sure. see it that I create structure and therefore I have flexibility. I don't okay. see it. All right, I have a counterpoint. Point counterpoint. There's a another story I remember where research, I don't know, I'm not even gonna make it up. Let me start over. There's a story I heard about kids there were uh elementary aged kids um and they had fencing around their schoolyard and i don't know who but they were noticing <clears throat> that these kids would play right up against the fence line but the schoolyard was actually bigger than the fenced in area mm. and so they were just like you know these kids feel like they're really like pushing against and and we have way more yard so they decided to take the fence out because there was just a lot of room so that the kids could really mm. expand. And when they took the fence out, what they noticed is that the kids actually grouped themselves in an even smaller area in the middle of the yard. Hmm. And what they made that mean is that we really like structure because we know exactly where we can be. 
Mm. And so I wonder if humans, because of the way that we're wired, we need, like you said, agreements. We need to know what the rules of engagement are. Mm. Uh, we, we like to know, like, how are we being with each other? Like when you go into like a Catholic church, for example, versus a Muslim mosque versus a Jewish synagogue, mm. there's different rules of engagement. There's mm. different ways we dress ourselves, where we kneel, mm. where we sit. Mm. Those are all things that like, once the human knows how we are to be, what the, what the, um, what the agreements are. Mm then we can kind of like work with each other. So it's almost like we need something. We need some fences. Otherwise mm. we're like, eh, I don't know how to, and then we'll mm. just keep like bumping into each other or like yes. know, doing things like timeliness to a Swiss person. Mm. I'm making this up, but I imagine okay. the Germans and the Swiss are mm. like on time ma. versus mm. when I go to the Caribbean, mm. meh. Yeah, noon is noon. Maybe it's mm. one, mm. but like it's a little mm. bit wishy-washy, for example. Mm. Mm. Sorry if we've offended any Caribbeans. Or Swiss. Or Swiss. Thank you. Or Germans. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about, I feel like this is a series of stories there's some kind of information here strung we're the garrison healers of the podcast world series of stories but i was at a meeting the other day with a head of a school who said that um during lockdown all the children were had to be distanced from one another any of the children some children were in school most of them were at home with their parents um and what they noticed was when the children came back into school, they didn't know how to avoid bumping into each other in the playground. So they would be playing. They had no no way of they hadn't learned how to avoid another moving object. Right. Right. So they would go into the playground and he said, we were just filling in a hundred of these accident forms a day because they were just smashing into each other all over the place because they hadn't learned that skill yet yes so they would have exercises they would they would create situations where the children could practice bumping <laughs> avoiding each other because they were they were just smashing into each other all over the place they they had to teach them to climb the climbing frames because they just didn't know they were just falling off them they just didn't know what was going on because they hadn't they hadn't learned those pieces yeah. Once they'd learned the pieces, when you're then on the, the 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 playing field, you you have no. There's going to be very rarely, if ever, I assert, every time that somebody runs at you, it's going to be unique. Yes. So every time there's yes. you know a, this size person running at you from at this angle at this speed, and then the next time there's a, that size person running at you you know, faster, um, you know, from this angle, it's always going to be different. I may not be articulating it very well, but it, every time you're on the football pitch or the, or in the playground, it's going to be a unique experience, but the skills that you gained, mm -hmm. you keep practicing them and you're able to use them in each unique situation. Yeah. So they don't become something you do, by route they don't become something that you yeah. can only 
repeat and you know yeah. it's my 10 times table and I repeat it and it's either right or it's wrong it becomes a a tool that flexes and contracts as you need it so it creates structure for you which you can then rely upon yeah yeah flexibly in a variety of completely unique situations so we need structure to be flexible or structure creates flexibility or flexibility inside structure like somehow they're connected there's a relationship i don't know what it is but when i know what the rules are i feel a lot more so the other word i wrote down mm. was like inside of teams if we go back to like teams of adults working together for a common purpose mm. consideration like that's why i find it hard sometimes to be on a team because i've got to give consideration to everybody and there are mm. people that i'm like oh i don't want to so if we are to take that and put it back to the team that you and I are on with the mm. eight people, mm. I feel like there's some consideration that's being missed. That the, the, um, mm. what we deeply love and care for each other. There is, mm. there is no structure right now that's set up. We're, mm. it, it is emerging. Mm. Maybe mm. was your word. I love that word. Mm. And there's like, rules of engagement somewhere that like will have us being able to understand how do we give each other consideration how do i consider the other people on this team yes yeah, so it's building team isn't it it's we're yeah. in the process with this this particular team because you and i are on different teams yep. um but you know I, I mean a variety of teams not different teams we we have a variety of, of different team experiences in our lives yep um and this particular team is is emerging yes and is being built and the team where i work um and i've said this to you before but interestingly it was three teams that were blended together yeah and that took a time that took a period of time almost two years certainly a year and a half for that blended team of three to become one team yes how did you create that it it took time. There was lots of conscious effort of bringing people together um, in a variety of different situations. So for fun stuff uh -huh. and also getting people to work together on different projects. Mm -hmm. um, and then there were all, all the little bits in between. So in between the, the fun activity that was yeah. arranged and the work meetings that were arranged, there were all of the gaps in between where people... Um, you know, would come into the office and have these incidental conversations. Yeah. And because we don't have, we have an open plan setting, we don't have these barriers, these cubicles, we're able to chat incidentally. And I think those little pieces help to stitch together. Yeah. I see them. it all as like relationship, right? The relationship yes. becomes yes, super yes. important. Yeah, those pieces are relational, definitely. We're able yeah. to relate to each other as just two, two people, chat about the weekend or something, and then we're able to relate. But it's a learning process, and it takes, yeah. well, certainly in my experience, this has taken a period of time. Oh, yeah. And it, most it, people aren't that patient. No, and the, the change happened quickly. You know, 1st of May, we all became one big team. <laughs> Good luck. But it took us a year and a half to all kind of like, work ourselves out yeah. well, certainly for me it took a year and a half other people may have gotten them much more quickly but it certainly took a period of time and people were noticing I don't feel like we're a team this doesn't feel like team it still feels disparate like we're from the old team yeah and they're that team 
Yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah. we were in a meeting and someone from that team was like, we're all meant to be the same team. But now it feels like, oh yeah, we're all the same team. And and my experience is it it took time. Yeah. So I feel like this conversation has legs and there's a lot more to talk about. I feel like a part two would be really useful. I agree. I totally agree. And I'm I'm sitting in like there's so much that I'm now like percolating in my mind because mm. my clients are teams, right? They're executive mm. teams or they're owners with teams. Um, and they're like, we're constantly working. Like, how do we know we are a team? Mm. You might all get your checks signed by the same person. That doesn't make you a team. Just mm. because you have the logo on your polo when you go out into the world, it doesn't mean you're part of a team. And mm. so how do we know? And what are, what are we, like, if we are a team, how do we know? And if we're not a team, how do we get there? Yes. So part yeah, I, two. I really love the question if we're, if we're part of a team, how do we know? I really like that question. How do you know that you're part of a team? And it may well be different for each person. Yeah, I'm writing it down so that we don't forget for next yeah. week. If there is a next week, I don't remember. We don't have to do that now. No. Takeaways. Takeaways. Mm. We are well-oiled machine, just so you know. Like this podcast is poof. Um. I think my takeaway, what I'm really aware of right now in this moment is like, oh, there's a lot more to be spoken about that we've mm -hmm. just scratched the surface here with this conversation. Um, and I really like the pieces we've looked at. I really like the structure, the importance of flexibility within structure yeah, and the lubrication oh. of so sorry. <laughs> the lubrication. Now I'm uncomfortable of, of love and relationship. <laughs> relationship. How yeah. how relationship lubricates. Use it one more time. Lubricates. <laughs> so that's what I'm aware of. I don't yeah. have any answers. I just have those those yeah. pieces laid out mm -hmm. in front of me. Yeah. That's my takeaway. Is I have these separate pieces. Beautiful. Thank you for mm -hmm. sharing that. My takeaway is I don't know how to articulate team. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to define it. Mm -hmm. And even every time I try, I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I can't, I don't have my arms around it. Yeah. Just both yeah. frustrating and fascinating. Yes. Yeah. I really like that you can't fully describe it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That gives us a lot of, that gives us a whole open vista to yes. explore. Yes. This topic will be back on the menu. You bet. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned, cool. Tracy. Thanks for Come listening. Come Tracy. It's coming at you, baby. And feel free to put anything you want to put in to the comments below about what you think about, what you know about team, what you're sitting in about team, questions you have about team. Those fingers mm. are making me uncomfortable. You used lubricate. <laughs> now we're doing this. <laughs> All right, lady. Mwah. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Ciao.